This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And uh, and the holiday parties are upon us. The festive season is upon us. And, uh, and that means a lot of drinks. That means a lot of delicious food. And uh, and that can also mean some weight gain. So so I was like, hmm, I think it's time we bring on our resident naturopathic doctor, Dr. Andy Capitelli, co-founder of Totalis Health and mama of two. Dr. Andy, how are you? I am good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is always a pleasure. Thank you for uh, for joining us this evening Absolutely. because this it's a hot topic. Dr. Mm-hmm. Andy, I don't know where November went, but it went. I don't know where this year went. How is this year over? It's crazy. I don't know how it's almost December, but here we are. I'll tell you. There was a lot of not so good things this past year. So I am, I'm good with it going. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like this year, I mean, I had my little guy this year. So we had one thing that was good this year. Otherwise, I'm good to move on from 2023. (laughs) Onwards and upwards, right? Absolutely. And I think that maybe... A lot of people are experiencing that. So they're going to be indulging a little bit more this holiday season. This was a stressful year for a lot of people. And like food food and alcohol actually were big coping mechanisms for patients this year. But this year, like every patient, just massive amounts of stress on on all levels. So I feel like people will be celebrating a little bit, which is fine. Celebrate the end of the year and then figure out how to get back on track after that. Okay, but hold on. You just said something. And I want to know from your perspective as a naturopathic doctor and your patients, like you always hear like stress eating. And I'm like, yeah, I stress eat, I stress eat. But coming from your point of view, is it really a thing? And is it a problem? It, it is a thing. So because what happens is when people are stressed, they're looking for sort of that a quick fix because when you're stressed your mood kind of dips a little bit sometimes people aren't sleeping well if you don't sleep that's a guaranteed way to increase the number of calories that you consume in a day so if you don't sleep well you know if your mind is racing 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 stress anxiety you end up eating more the next day eating more calories you crave certain foods so you're you know you're spiking tons of cortisol you're craving more sugary foods so it really is a thing. And then also people are looking for a comfort food. So how do they get really that kind of quick fix or like that quick hit of something to make to improve their mood? And that's starting to indulge in those sugary, you know, higher carbohydrate foods. And so it, it is a thing that they're looking for, um, you know, some of the things in the food, like the sugars to get a bit of that dopamine spike. So they are looking for it to improve their mood. So it's it's a thing. And then in addition to that, when you're super stressed, you have really high levels of cortisol. Cortisol is a, is our stress hormone, but it's also a storage hormone. It tells the body to store fat specifically around the middle. So you hear, you'll hear people say like, you know, it's all around the, you know, the middle, my tummy, etc., And that's stress. That's stress weight gain in the middle. And it's a, uh... It's pretty interesting. I always find this stuff really interesting hearing you talk about it. And actually, when we did my hormone testing together, we discovered that I have extreme high levels of cortisol, but when I wake up, which is not normal. (laughs) That's right. You did have really high cortisol. So 
and the cortisol, there's a curve, right? So when you test your cortisol, I mean, doing doing blood work just of cortisol at one point in time doesn't give you a super great picture of what your stress hormone is doing. So that's why for you, we did that four point cortisol at four different points in the day to see what the curve is actually doing throughout the day. It's supposed to be lower in the morning and then kind of picks up. Um, and yours was super high. Um, which meant there was lots of stress. You're spiking cortisol at night. You're waking with really high cortisol levels. Um, so yeah, that's something that you want to that you want to get under control, especially if someone's goal is weight loss. Because mm-hmm. when you have high cortisol or high insulin, you know fat loss. It's not about eat less, move more anymore. It's now about hormones, and so you don't see the results from the changes in diet and exercise that you're hoping to see, because there's a hormonal imbalance that needs to be addressed. So, yeah. So if you've had a tough year, you might be looking to indulge a little bit more. You're probably like, what, you know, what's going on at this party? You know, I'm going for more food, more sweets, more sugars. I'm going for more drinks. It's the stress. And you're looking for those hits of dopamine, which I am a huge fan of dopamine. (laughs) Can I get injections of that? Like I want injections. <laughs> you want an injection? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Although that's an interesting, it's an interesting idea. <laughs> right? How great would that be? Oh my gosh. But yeah, so the holidays coming up, the holiday parties have already begun for people. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be like, you know, back to back to back. And even like the potlucks at work mm-hmm. um, and the visits with friends. So where do we start Dr. Andy because like we just there's so many foods and like I find that like at Christmas mm-hmm. it's all of our comfort foods it's all of our favorite foods that we're surrounded by so it's just like oh but I want a bit of this because I don't have it all the time and I want a bit of this because I don't have it all the time and I want a bit of this but right like you know what I mean what happens is that you're having a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this but all of that little bit here <laughs> and there are adding up, up. Right. So and it's interesting because over the holidays, you don't want to be that person. You, no one wants to be that person, you know, goes to the holiday party and like, sorry, I can't eat that dessert or that this, you know, you yeah. want to enjoy, you want to enjoy the holiday, you know, the work event, the family, friend parties, things like that. You don't want to have to be that person who's like, I can't eat this sugar at this time. So it's a matter of finding that balance. You have to find the balance between enjoying and indulging, but then It's the in-between moments that really, really count over the holidays. And so studies find that over the holidays, people generally gain anywhere from like three to five pounds and they lose some, but not all. So there's this, you know, one to two pound weight gain accumulation over every holiday period. So when you think of, you know, Christmas and then, you know, Thanksgiving or, you know, Easter, like that right there, that's three. So that's six pounds in a year. You know, so five years from now, right? If you don't lose that, you're just slowly creeping on the weight. Because again, we're finding people don't lose one to two pounds from every holiday if they've gained weight. So it's important what you're doing during the holiday and then what you do after, because that's how the weight sneaks on. It's so funny because you say, you know what I mean? This weight accumulates over the the year and over the, you know, a few years and you know, where my head went right away. I pictured being in the grocery store and picking up that like five pound bag of potatoes 
Mm-hmm. That's on weight. Yeah. It's a lot. Exactly. It's a lot of weight. Like I just made that realization and like, I'm mind blown. I'm like, no, we can't do that. Okay. So mm-hmm. what we're going to do is you're going to help us out tonight, right? Yes, for sure. So we can, we can, you know, enjoy these holiday parties, enjoy the festive season, season with our loved ones. And, um, but know how to tackle it going in mm-hmm. as well as what to do coming out of it. So don't go anywhere because this is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Sunday night, and you are tuned into 640 Toronto. This is the Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. We have our resident naturopathic doctor, co-founder of Totalis Health, and mom of two, Dr. Andy Campitelli, joining us. Dr. Andy, we're talking about the holidays, and honestly, Christmas is like my most favorite time of the year and maybe that has to do with the foods that we stuff our faces with and the time spent with family and friends um but it can easily like spiral out of control absolutely it's such a I agree with you I love this season I was just you know up in Blue Mountain with my kids with all the lights and you know the fireplaces and you know as you get into that environment you want those you know nice little lattes and the food or the cute little desserts that they're selling at the market and things like that like it's just such a fun time of year it's so easy to just overindulge in ways that you wouldn't normally I mean when I just look at this past weekend the food that we ate was terrible (laughs) oh you know waffles for my daughter and you know, lattes for me and little like, you know, again, those little treats and snacks and desserts. And you come home and you think, oh my goodness, like, what did I just eat over in those past few days? And I find that it's like this overload of get togethers, Mm. you know, so it's like in a short period of time, we're having all these get togethers. And so it's not even giving our bodies enough time to like, just like okay that was a fun party now you have like a few weeks before the next one no it's like that was a fun party get ready for tomorrow we're doing it again it's so true they're back to back to back work parties friends families and you know and especially if you have you know multiple families that you're visiting you know people with multiple sets of parents that they're going to I know some people who end up going to four different holiday dinners so you end up, you know, some people do like the holiday brunch, then they leave for a dinner and then another one the next day, they end up with four holiday dinners in this short period of time. It's a lot of food. 
but you want to enjoy. And so you end up indulging, but it's, it's a lot. Okay. So how do we do it without being, like you said earlier on in the show, without being that person to be like, well, I'm not going to, you know, right. this or I can't have that. How do we do it? Where we're able to enjoy, um, take part, but not like, you know, lose control and go overboard. So this is where I find for this holiday, it's really important to actually plan. And so, you know, with my patients, I'm not big on meal prep and meal planning. I find that that sort of is a deterrent to a lot of people when they have to, you know, meal prep for four hours on a Sunday and people just don't have time. It's stressful, right? It's too much. People don't have time. Um, But over the holidays, this is the time where I do encourage people like you have to go in with a plan. You have to set sort of an intention and a plan for yourself. So if you know you're having, you know, five different work events and a friend party and all these holiday family parties. It's really important to be kind of intentional about what you do in your in-between time. So, you know, for example, I went away to Blue Mountain this weekend. I did not have to eat all of those little treats and snacks and things (laughs) like that. It was just me and my two kids. Like there was no holiday event. I didn't have to eat like that. So that's something I can control. I'm able to choose and decide what I'm eating. And so those, I think this is the holiday where you have to be really intentional about the in-between time, like making sure, okay, I'm going to go out for, you know, a walk this morning. You know, you don't have to kill yourself in the gym, just move somehow, you know, go to a park with your kids and kind of walk around, get them to run some energy off and really plan your own healthy meals and food in between. So be really, you know, sort of diligent with your own food and making sure that you yourself are not indulging in unhealthy foods. And then when you go to the Christmas party, because you know, you're going to have all the unhealthy food you want. So be really, really good with your own choices and then go and enjoy at whatever party you're going to. And maybe pick and choose wisely because you know what I, I have an issue and I've been getting better and I've been working on it. But I wonder how many of you guys listening at home do the exact same thing. Um, It also happens at a buffet. You're like, I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to try this. And you try it and you're like, that was, that was crap. Like I didn't even enjoy it. And then I'm just like, and it got to the point where I was like, I just consumed those calories. What a waste. If I could have (laughs) saved them, then Mm -hmm. I could have just had more of what I really like, or, you know what I mean? I could have enjoyed that dessert instead of like spending I use the word spending, <laughs> you know, uh, using yeah. up, you know, all these like, I don't know, I guess you could say wasted calories on things I that you're not it. even enjoying. It's not even giving you satisfaction. Like, why exactly. did we do this to ourselves? Well, why did I do this? You just ate a ton of calories. You didn't even like what you had. So, right, totally. And so when, when people go to events, also, it's important to remember, you don't have to eat everything. I mean, I get that someone else provided the food. You do not have to taste everything. You can make, you know, healthier choices at the event. If there are three different desserts, you don't have to have all three. Or if you decide you want all three, take like little micro slices, you know, be that person who cuts a dessert in half and share it with a friend that you're with. Like you don't have to eat the whole thing. And that's the other thing about eating. And I'm, I'm working really hard. My daughter's almost four to teach her this. It's okay not to clear your plate. It's okay. Leave food on your plate. And so when we're eating dinner and she's full and the plate's not empty, that's fine because who am I to decide how much she should be eating? 
So when she's full, she tells me she's full. Obviously, she's four. So I mean, I'm not letting her eat a plate full of rice and nothing else. So there's some direction that I give her there. But when you're full, you're full. You don't have to finish your plate. Don't feel like you're going to offend your host if you don't finish everything that you've it's it's okay to leave food behind. It's okay to pass on one dessert and have another or just say, you know, I want like a tiny, tiny piece of that and a tiny piece of that one and, and taste a little bit of everything, but you don't have to have full slices or full servings of absolutely everything that they have. And I, I love that you're, you're doing that with your daughter because coming from a European background, it was guilt. It was right. guilt that was bestowed upon us where it was like, there are children starving, right. eat everything off of your plate, you know? Exactly. And it was just like, you're at the dinner table and you're stuffing your face and you're, you're like, but I'm full. And it was like, my Italian parents did not understand it. It's so true. And I'm working so hard with her on that. Cause again, who am I to decide how much she can eat? I mean, there are days I sit down to eat a meal and I'm starving or I finish half my plate and I'm full. So why am I teaching my daughter that she must eat every bite on her plate? If you're full, you're full. Stop eating. And your point about, you know, there are starving children in the world. Well, we have Tupperware now, so you can put it in the fridge and she can eat it later. So like, we don't have to waste the food. She just doesn't have to eat it all in one sitting. So, you know, and if you feel bad, take the food home. I'm a person, I for some reason, I don't eat a lot of leftovers from a restaurant or anything like that, but I'll always take it home. So that I don't offend, you know, the chef or anyone. So I'll take the food home. Um, if someone, you know, you're at a party and they're like, please take it, take it with you. I'm like, okay. And I take it home. But that doesn't mean I eat it. I don't always yeah. eat it when I take it home. So if you feel bad, take it. But you don't have to eat it. See, I like that. Don't let the guilt consume you. Oh, my goodness. And I feel like it's in this season, too, where you're starting to make some of those choices where you're like, I don't want to eat one of all the desserts. People sometimes, I mean, they kind of want to sabotage your, your healthy choices and you will find people trying to force you to eat stuff you don't want to eat. So you end up having to be like quote unquote strong in the face of all these people who are trying to force feed you. <laughs> so you have to maintain that boundary when you're full, you're full and that's fine. Yeah, I think it's really important that we we really need uh, more so this time of year than any other time of year is to listen to our bodies. Mm -hmm. um, listen to the fact that, okay, yeah, like our stomach, our tummy saying, no, I can't. I'm going to bust like no more. Also, when it comes to drinking and I want to get to that, but we're going to take a quick break first. And then we'll be back with more. We are talking about the holiday season and the parties and the food and the weight with Dr. Andy Capitelli. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo. From ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. You are tuned into 640 Toronto, and this is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Tina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. We are talking about the holiday season, which we are in the middle of right now, and that means parties, and that means food, and that means drinking, and that 
means weight gain. So we got Dr. Andy Capitelli, our resident naturopathic doctor. She's also the co-founder of Totalis Health and Mama of Two. Dr. Andy, we were talking about eating at, at parties and and the people that are just, you know, they're there to push it on you. It's like they get pleasure. You know, they're like, yeah, eat this, gain some weight. Let's go. It's like, it's like the people who aren't quite there, who aren't quite at a place where they're able to say, hey, I'm not going to eat that. Like they want to sabotage your own you know, healthy choices. And they're like, why are you doing that? Oh my God, you're not eating sugar. Like those people who they like shame you for trying to make a healthy choice. So you have to, you you have to create boundaries where you're like, it's okay. And it, you know, people don't like to eat dessert alone. When you go out for dinner at a restaurant, you're kind of like, are you getting dessert? Are you getting yeah. dessert? And it's almost like everyone has to get dessert for one person to get dessert. Like it's okay. You can have dessert, even if I'm not having some. Like, it's all right to just have it alone. It's just... You know what? It is all right. It's all right to have it alone. It's all right to say no. Exactly. (laughs) Don't they say, like, say no to drugs? Say no to dessert. Say no to those extra calories that you don't need. If you don't want it, don't let them force you into having it. But I mean, the number of times I've been pressured into having dessert before was like, just eat it. I don't want to eat alone. I don't want, and you're like, oh my God, fine. I'll share it with you. And then you're sharing a dessert because they don't want to eat dessert by themselves. It's so interesting. So, you know, I end up having a couple bites. I'm like, you finish it. It's fine. Right? the, mm. The peer pressure around food is a real thing. It is. You know what else I find? The peer pressure around drinking. Oh, yes. So it's like, come on, let's go to the bar. We're going to do a shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then, and then another friend. Oh, we're going to do another shot. And we're, come on, you have to. You mm-hmm. ha- And then before you know it, you're like six shots in. Right? It's a, it's a thing. So the peer pressure around alcohol is very interesting. When you say no to a beverage, people are, you know, what do you mean you're not going to drink? Unless you say you're driving, because as soon as you say, oh, I'm driving tonight, people leave you alone. Yeah. But if you're not driving, then they're like, well, just have a glass. What what do you mean you don't want a glass of wine? But your glass is empty. What can I get you? And it's like this constant, like, well, why aren't you drinking? And I remember when I was pregnant with my little guy. So it would have been, you know, last Christmas or before, before people knew that I was pregnant. Same thing. You go out for dinner, have a glass of wine. I was like, no, no, no. I'm a little tired. I have to get up early. And they just look at you like you're crazy. And I was actually pregnant and not drinking. But there's a thing when you're not drinking, like stop forcing. (laughs) You know, it's the same thing. You have to have this boundary where you're like, I'm okay just saying no to this, even though everybody else wants me to do it with them. See, and I think that it's so true, by the way, but I think that there's something different between alcohol versus food in the sense that people don't really look at drinking as consuming calories. But before you know it, you're a few, you know, cocktails in and you could have ate a meal. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) It's so true. And especially with all the cocktail beverages and these fruity things with like sugars and syrups, and they're all trying to make, make them, you know, you know, eggnog flavored and peppermint and this and this, and they put all this junk in it to make it Christmassy and sweet. And it's just so many calories and so much sugar. It's just, it's not necessary. It's just not necessary. Yeah. And then you mix those drinks, the alcoholic beverages, the cocktails, the glasses of wine with the food that you're consuming at these parties, the desserts, everything. 
And before you know it, like you're, you're have you're consuming enough calories in not even a day. I'm saying one meal. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you would like in a few days during another time of year. It, exactly. It's so true. You just, and the calories just stack up and then throw in there all of the holiday lattes and beverages that they're, you know, that come out. So in the morning, you're starting your day with a peppermint latte, an eggnog, blah, blah, blah. And then you go out and you're having some holiday cocktail with the holiday meal. And it is just so many calories, so much sugar. And so you're just drinking these things and it doesn't even cross your mind what you're putting into your system. Okay. So let's talk about the, these holiday. Oh yeah. The holidays. <laughs> We're not talking alcohol. Okay. We're talking about like, you know, the specialty coffees, lattes, even if you're not a big coffee drinker like myself, I tend to go for like a peppermint hot chocolate and, uh, and they like to, I always say like, oh, can you make it like with skim milk and no cream, you know, but even without that stuff, we are still consuming a lot. Dr. Andy, give us an idea. Give us an idea of like a holiday beverage that someone may pick oh up over the those, next few weeks. Those holiday lattes. Oh my goodness. So you know, everyone, everyone's favorite, most popular, you know, coffee place that we all generally go to on a regular basis. Those little, you know, the peppermint mocha and the eggnog latte and the praline, whatever. They have anywhere from like 35 and some of them up to 60 or sorry, 55 grams of sugar, you know, you know, 70 grams of carbs in some of them, 500 calories in some of them in a drink. So, and to put that in perspective, Coke has 39 grams of sugar. So when you're having your little peppermint mocha latte, I mean, it has 50 grams of sugar in it. That's more than a Coke. It's yeah. just insane. And then some people will say, well, I use the artificial sweeteners and that's not much better with the aspartame and things <laughs> like that in it. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's. I, I generally tell people like, you've got to skip those lattes. Those lattes are like, they're not good. See, and you know what? Years ago, I came across something online. Someone was saying that they, they couldn't lose weight because of it. Well, they couldn't lose weight. They didn't realize that it was connected to that. But the minute that they cut that out of their life, one drink a day, just mm. cut out that soda, they started to see a bit of weight loss. And I, it like boggled my mind. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, think about that. Like a drink. We don't think about it. We're like, it's a drink. It's not food. You know, like what is it really going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the impact is huge. It's it's so true. It, it makes such a huge difference. And so, you know, for, I usually tell people when it comes to those lattes, it's time to be, you have to be that person. Like if you're rolling up to Starbucks and you're ordering a fancy latte, be that person with the five minute order where it's like sugar free, you know, no, you know, no foam, no this, no whipped cream, hold the whatever, half the syrup, you know, like that's the person you have to be like, try and cut your sugar content. If, if you have to have one of those, try and cut your sugar content down by half. So just be that person while you're ordering your $8 latte, make them, you know, give them a five minute order and then and like cut the sugar down. It's, it's a lot. It makes a big difference. And I'm glad you're saying that because a lot of people don't realize that you can do that and you have the ability to say, Hey, you know what? 
can we make some changes? Can we adjust something? Can we customize this order? Not only with the drive-through, but also in a restaurant setting, like asking for like the dressing on the side. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because- I know people, people feel bad, like they're afraid to make those changes. So I'll I'll usually say, you know, if you like, let's say you're supporting Starbucks again, if you have the app, order your cocktail on the app, because you can make all of the changes in the app. You don't have to talk to anyone. And then your, your, you know, your latte, your drink is just ready for you when you get there. I even use the app when I go through the drive-thru. If I don't want to get out because I have two kids in the car. I'll use the app in advance to order everything. And then I just pick up my mobile order through the drive-thru. So I don't take 10 minutes trying to order everything that I want. So just, if you don't want to be that person, use the app, but also it's okay to be that person. You know, like, like you said, dressing on the side or, Hey, could I get vegetables instead of mashed potatoes? Or, you know, just see if you can make some of those little substitutions to try and make the meal a little bit healthier if you can. And you know what? I think, that this is the perfect time and a perfect example of how selfishness is okay because yeah. it's to benefit our health. Like this isn't a bad type of, oh, you're being selfish. You're, you're taking up too much time. You're, you know, you're, you're giving them a hard time with your order. No, like I want to be healthy and I want to do this for me. Um, so I'm glad that we're you mentioned that and that we're talking about that. Um, but we've got we've got more tips. We've got more more to talk about when it comes to weight loss because let's get real. If you're stuffing your face and drinking a holiday latte and then you know at home you're you're having a coke with your lunch, like it's it's adding up. So what do we do to um deal with those extra pounds we've got that coming up so don't go anywhere we'll be back with more this is the parenting show right here on 640 toronto you're listening to the parenting show with pina crispo from chicmama.ca toronto's news today's talk 640 toronto welcome back this is the parenting show right here on 40 toronto i'm your host pina crispo chicmama.ca And we are talking about the holiday season and all the food that we are consuming, the drinks, the alcoholic, the non-alcoholic. And uh, and we're talking all about it. We talked to Andy Campicelli, co-founder of Totalis Health. She's our naturopathic um, doctor here, resident doctor here on the show. And Dr. Andy, um, so now we've stuffed our faces. We've, We've had all the alcoholic beverages and all the holiday lattes. And now we're dealing with the weight gain. So what do we do? Yeah. And so after the hot, like I said, in the beginning of the show, this is where, this is where the the time really counts because people are gaining weight during the holidays. There's a one to two pound weight gain from every holiday that just stays. And so that's why people turn around five years later, they've gained 10, 15 pounds. And they're like, I'm not really sure, you know, where that came from or why. So if you did gain weight over the holidays, um, then now is the time where you do have to be intentional about trying to get it off. Otherwise, you just keep accumulating it every holiday. Um, so this is where, again, I do encourage people to have a little bit of a plan, um, decide how you're going to fit in being active, diet changes that you're going to make, supplements that you might want to take. Um, but this is where it's really important to start making a plan to help you sort of get rid of some of that that weight that you may have gained from overindulging over the holiday. 
because we know it's a real thing. Come January, it's like new year, new you, you know, all the gym memberships are on sale. Everyone's signing up and they go for the first like few weeks and then, and then that's it. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of buzz around, I don't even know what it's called. It's some kind of shot. And I know you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about Ozempic. Tell me about this. I know nothing. Okay. So Ozempic is a semaglutide. It's a diabetes drug, essentially, um, which has been shown to assist quite significantly in weight loss. Um, there is so much controversy around Ozempic. Um, you know, you're hearing the celebrities do it and things like that. And so it is in the media all over the place. Um, so what's the deal with Ozempic? So I, I'm not anti-Ozempic in the way that the whole world is. Okay. Um, and the only reason I say that is there are a lot of weight loss drugs on the market. And I don't see people, you know, kind of like losing their minds about that one. And I do understand the point where there are people who need it because they're diabetic and there's a drug shortage. So I'm going to put that aside um, okay. as, as a reason for why people don't want to use it. And let's just talk about the use of a medication for weight loss. Um, so there are a lot of weight loss medications on the market and people aren't protesting the use of those. Um, and then some people will say, you know, it's an injection and why would people do that? I mean, there are people who go to the extreme of having like bariatric surgeries, you know, they have surgeries to shrink the size of their stomach. And again, people are not protesting outside of these surgeries. It's so often, true. Right. Like I get that it's an injection, but I mean, if you're so opposed to this one medication, why aren't you opposed to all of the medications? And like, when you read things on social media and you see someone who's lost weight, they're like, oh, they did Ozempic. Okay, maybe, maybe they had surgery, maybe they took another medication. Why is it Ozempic is the one that is so demonized? Again, aside from the drug shortage thing. So I'm putting that aside. Yeah, yeah, true. So what is like, what exactly you said that it's a it's a it's a drug diabetic take. Um, but what exactly does it do? Does yeah, so, that melting? Like, what is this miracle <laughs> injection? <laughs> so the thing that it's doing is that one, it's kind of delaying how quickly food leaves your system. So you stay full longer um, and it significantly suppresses appetite. Um, and so you eat less. And one of the really interesting things that I've, ha I've heard patients say when they're on Ozempic, because again, a lot of my patients have taken it um, or are taking it. So one of the interesting things that I've heard people say are, are the people who have food addiction, um, and food addiction is a real thing. And I think a lot of people get shamed for not being able to, you know, they don't have the willpower. They just can't, they can't just stop eating. What's wrong with you? Just don't eat it. And it, it doesn't work that way. Like if it were so easy to just stop eating these foods, we wouldn't have an obesity problem. We wouldn't have a food addiction problem. People wouldn't struggle so significantly to stop eating foods that cause them to gain weight. But there does become a point where our food is addictive um, you know, it's giving, it's filling a void of some kind. There are habits that are formed. So that, you know, as a child, if your parent gave you a cookie at three in the afternoon, as an adult, you crave something sweet at three in the afternoon. So now your brain is mapped and wired to eat sugar at 3 p.m. So there's so much that goes into it. It's not, it's not as simple as just don't eat that food and there's something wrong with you yeah. if you can't. And so for those patients whose lives revolve around food, there are people I've had patients say, you know, my whole life, I dream about food. They wake up, they're thinking about food. They want to eat and nothing they've ever done in their life has ever been able to stop that. And then they took Ozempic and it actually 
for them stopped the, you know, the obsession with food in a way that they were never able to do before. And that was the first time that they were able to make lifestyle change. And so that's the thing is that you want to make those lifestyle changes and some people can't. And this actually allowed them to make the lifestyle change that they were never able to make and start cutting those foods out of their diet. Um, So that I found was a really interesting sort of side effect of it for my patients as well. I like that you, the way that you approach this in the sense that like, yeah, I've heard some controversy about it. I didn't know much about this, Um, but you brought up the fact that you're like, well, when people go for surgery, you don't hear people protesting about that. Um, Whether it's like to shrink their stomach size or get a tummy tuck or liposuction um so why not and if if it's helping someone with their issues then I don't know go for it do you and that's that's kind of my stance and I mean my for sure my stance is always like let's see what kind of change we can make without a medication because the thing with any weight loss medication is if you don't make the lifestyle change 100% you're getting in all the way back and likely more when you stop And so that's the same with those epics. It was all the weight loss medications and fat burners and all those things. When you stop, if you haven't made a change, of course you will gain the weight back. Of course you will. So the point is that while you're on it, I try to counsel my patients. Okay, so while you're doing it, let's make these lifestyle changes, make this a new habit for you so that when you stop this, you can sustain this new healthy lifestyle that you've created so you don't gain all the weight back. And so obviously that's not something I encourage people to do right off the bat. I'm like, let's do the, you know, the diet and the this and balanced hormones and being active. And for some people, it just isn't, it's just not enough for them. And they really want to try another option. And so I, I tell people like, talk to your doctor. There are side effects. Um, nausea being the biggest one that I've seen with my patients, but there are some that are more severe. So you obviously have to talk to your doctor about it. Uh, it's a prescription anyway, so you have to get it from your doctor no matter what. Um, for some people, it might be a good option. Other people, not so much. Um, but I don't, I don't hate it in the way that the media hates it. I think that it's like any other kind of weight loss medication. It's, it's important to just counsel and coach you know, and help people make those lifestyle changes so that when they stop it in the end, they can sustain the results that they saw when they were on it. I love it. I love it in the sense that it's giving people some motivation that they sometimes aren't able to get in, let's just say the traditional sense of working out and trying to create healthy habits and that hasn't worked for them. Um, this is another option. Um, and I think that it's it's needed. But this is great. You know what I mean? And then we went over like some some of the other stuff is just like, you know, try to make those healthy choices and cut back in other areas if you know that you're going to indulge at the Christmas party tonight Um, or make sure you schedule in another workout. Exactly. There's so many options to to approach the holiday season so you don't end up with that extra one to two to maybe five pound weight gain at the end of it. Exactly. And then you can also be, you can make a plan for after the holidays. And, you know, some people will talk about, I'm going to do a six week detox. And that's just way too overwhelming for some people. Just plan to do two weeks of just eating really well. That's all. Just say, you know, for the next two weeks after the holiday, I'm just not going to eat any junk. Just going to eat really healthy food, try and go for a walk every day, get some fresh air and get enough sleep. Like that's a good start. And then at the end of two weeks, just see where you are and take your next step from there. It doesn't have to be 
these crazy intense detox diet, et cetera. You can make small incremental changes that are actually feasible and sustainable in your life. And by doing that, we also have our little ones that are looking up at us, right? And they're paying attention and they're noticing, you know, little things that we do, including picking up on our habits. And we want them to pick up on those healthy habits. You know what I mean? At a young age, this way they don't have those three o'clock sugar cravings. Exactly. <laughs> that, like, that you were talking about Dr. Andy. Um, exactly. And my little four-year-old now says, mommy, is this healthy? Is there a lot of sugar in this? And like, no, I love it's, it. <laughs> it's great. See, and you don't have to do it alone either because You've got Dr. Andy. So Dr. Andy, if people want more info, where can they find you? You can find me at drandynd.com. And that's Andy with an I or on Instagram at drandynd. There you go. Go give her a follow, check her out, book an appointment um, and get started on your 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 healthy journey. Um, but hopefully I hope that you guys got all the info you need and some great tips on how to approach the holiday season and not feel guilty about it and not end it off with a weight gain that you never really wanted because who wants it? Not me. And I don't think you do either. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Dr. Andy. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Same time, same place. Dr. Andy, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are thank always a pleasure. You, thanks for having me. Have a great night. And for all of you listening at home, and uh, if you want to listen back, you can do so on our podcast. Anywhere podcasts are available to you. Go subscribe and download. That's it for us. I'm Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca, and you've been listening to The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. <laughs>